Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Yes, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We are here today to talk to you about NXT UK. I am Troy, as always, joined by Jay. How you doing, my man? I'm all good. It's Friday night. I've got beer in my hands, so I can't complain too much. Fuck yeah. I've got, I've got rum. Well, I say I've got rum in my hand. It's in my hand now. But it's it's on your hand, isn't it? But to pull back the curtain a little bit, before we start recording, uh, the run was actually all over the desk. Because like a prat, I did an Aaron move and I smashed it everywhere. Did an Aaron move. <laughs> I went full Uran and smashed it everywhere. It's a good job he doesn't listen to these, isn't it? Some of this shit we say about him, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, as I said, we're here to talk about NXT UK. Uh, another great episode, as always. NXT UK yep. never lets us down. Um, before we get into that, if you want to let us know what you thought of this week's episode, give us a shout on our social media. You know the drill by now, but if you don't, it's uh, on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod, on Discord at Untitled Rest Pod, and on Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. So let's do this. Let's get straight into it. Opening match, uh, as teased last week, uh, Nathan Frazier against Shah Samuels. Uh, kick off the match straight away. Frazier tries to light up Samuels' chest with some chops uh, pretty early on. Samuels is having absolutely none of it. So sit down, you slag. Stop doing that to me. We'll knock you out. Uh, Samuels then gets taken down in the corner, follows up with a missile drop kick. Um, thinks he's gaining the advantage, but Darling causes a distraction, which allows Samuels to launch him into... Um, into the ring, uh, into the, 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 the corner of the ring, uh, and then hits some offense there. Samuels then boots him in the back uh, as he's grounded on the mat, maintains the control, uh, hits a few standing elbow drops. Fraser then gets leveled by Samuels as he builds some, men- uh, some momentum off the ropes. Uh, Samuels then stays on top of him for a good while. Um, and then they both kind of get up to their feet face to face. Fraser, uh, uh, sorry, Samuels calls Fraser a one trick pony, which then fires him up. Um, Dar then tells him to look in the butcher's hook. Frazier then starts to mount a bit of a comeback, comes off the ropes, hits a flying forearm, uh, and then a series of forearms in the corner uh, before dropping him in the middle of the ring. He then goes to the apron, sets up for the springboard off the ropes. Dar manages to grab his leg. Frazier then jumps down, takes him out. Dar then gets on the apron, tries to cause a distraction with the referee, uh, who then ejects him from the match. Shah off the distraction, gets a very, very close two count. I thought uh, it was there. I, I thought that was it. The, yeah, yeah, I did. I thought he was going to get the sneaky one over him. Um, Frazier then clotheslines Shah uh, over the top rope and then hits, like, was it like a seated scent, like a 360, 450 or whatever seated scent on? Yeah. Um, he went round a hell of a lot over that top rope. Yeah, uh, like so a 450. Yeah, levels in with that. Um, 
It then goes for the springboard crossbody, gets caught by Samuels and then slammed down to the mat. He gets a two count off that. And then into the finish, Frazier manages to down Samuels in the center of the ring, immediately follows up for the frog splash for the win. That's a pretty good match. Um, yeah. It, it's one of those ones where, like, I don't think it hurts Samuels too much. However, I feel like he needs a win sometime soon. Otherwise, it's going to start to hurt him a bit. I don't think this does too much because I think the whole, oh, well, Dar wasn't at ringside and that's that's always a factor. And we saw that in that Heritage Cup match the other week, didn't we? Yeah, I think because Shard and Dar are both like shithouse heels as well. They don't really need to pick up wins. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Dar like, cheated to beat uh, Fraser in the Heritage Cup match, didn't he? So yeah. that didn't hurt him too much. But like, yeah, they... they between the two of them, and I, th- I feel, I feel as if they're going to keep these two as like a team as well. I hope so. When Pretty Deadly needs someone, because Pretty Deadly, as much as they're like shit at heels, they're like, I don't know if that's just it's cause, just because we like them, but they are quite good at like being like a good foil for heels as well. Yeah, despite being heels, they yeah, they're they're dickhead heels who you love to hate. You, yeah. you can get behind them despite them being assholes. There's enough of a comedy element about them that you can still kind of go, yeah, they're all right. And they also get it done in the ring. But ultimately, it boils down to them being shithouse heels. But I know what you mean. They'd be a good foil for someone like that. So, yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt them too much. But I, I do think it is getting to a point where Samuels needs to pick up like a, a win here. Yeah. Just, just you, keep only really beaten Jobbers, hasn't he? Mm, mm. but then obviously they're, they're, they're clearly building Frasier to I don't know what it is whether it's going to be a Heritage Cup or or like they've done with numerous other people they're kind of building to that level where they're all credible threats to Walter or when Walter is eventually beaten by someone these all guys have got kind of a, a claim to stake I, I can see Fraser being the guy to take the Heritage Cup off Tyler Bates oh, down okay. the line that that was my prediction as well. Actually, when we did the uh, end of year predictions, making yeah, yeah, cool. my call for the uh, Heritage Cup, and I think that's probably gonna be the case. Not bad, shout. Good stuff. Um, after this, we see Joseph Connors and Ginny uh, approach Flash Morgan Webster and Danny Luna um, in the corridor. I think it was off the back of their. Was it off the back of their match last week? It was two weeks ago when Danny Luna got eliminated from the yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get a, a quick, like, kind of promo thing from Connors basically hyping up a match eventually against Flash Morgan Webster. And I know, I know his character in uh, WCPW was the righteous killer. Yeah. But he had full on, like, serial killer vibes here, the way he was kind of, like, softly whispering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera very menacingly. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really. It was different. It, I wouldn't say it was like a really good promo, but it was just different, wasn't it? Yeah. A, a different dynamic to yeah. your normal promos, you see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, then we get Noam Dart interview backstage, um, and he's obviously a bit miffed as to why he was ejected from the match. He said, I thought it was three strikes and you're out. I only had two warnings, not three. Uh, and then basically just kind of calls out Dragon off and then builds up. Well, I say calls him out. They already did that the other week on the Supernova sessions, but just adds further fuel to the fire, rather, for their 
uh, eventual match. I think, did they say that was next week or in two weeks? I can't remember. Next week. Next week. Oh, it was two weeks from last week. So, yes, next week. Yeah. Um, then we come to our second match of the evening. Uh, Ashton Smith against Taya Mann. Um, this, again, was off the back of an interaction with them last week. So Ashton Smith was in a performance centre and Taya Mann approached him um, started talking to him about family, congratulated him on the birth of his child, despite it being a year ago, and then brought in, like, well, where's where's Carter? Like, where is he? Isn't he your family? Uh, so this match came off the back of that. He's uh, a horrible little fucker, Taylor, man, isn't he? He's a, he's a fucking he's, shit. He's, he's brilliant, but he's just brilliant. horrible. Absolute horrible shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Smith just dominates him fairly early on with a huge power advantage. Um, you say it often, and it, it always shows, you know, he's, he's trained with with Trampage, um, and it shows all the time in his matches, um, whether it's vocally or physically. Um, but he's, he's a big presence in the ring. I always enjoy Richard Ashton Smith. Um, and, yeah, from the off, dominates him, huge power advantage. Um, but Taylor Man managed to take advantage of him getting caught in the, the ring skirt, like the, the apron on the outside. Um, uses that to advantage, clubs him a few times, manages to take control and starts focusing his attack on Smith's right arm. Um, hits him with a kick and several stomps as well. Then as Smith's arms hanging off the, the rope, uh, drop kicks that as well. Uh, he then goes to lock in the cross face, but Smith reverses that and hits a really nice looking stalling suplex and gets a two count off that. Uh, Smith then tries to lock in the head and arm clutch submission, not once, but twice. But on the second time, he's then taken down. Um, and Taylor continues that focused attack to his arm. Uh, Smith then hits a couple of shoulder charges and then a huge leaping knee and then follows up with a gut wrench suplex, which are really good. Uh, then in the corner, Smith gets a two count off a big lariat um, after a bit of back and forth exchange. Taylor then manages to drop Smith um, with the knee, uh, sorry, by attacking the knee, then locks in the cross face, which he eventually taps out to. Um, this is a pretty cool match. Like, it was, Asher Smith always looks impressive. Like, he's always a big, big presence in the ring. But it really shows kind of Taylor like, cunningness and calculatedness and, and ring smarts by finding a weakness and, and targeting that weakness and it always playing a factor into the match. Um, and obviously, like, Smith was showing how powerful he was from the off. Taylor attacking that knee, taking away a lot of his power, like his standing power, so he couldn't hit a lot of his big offense was, was really cool. Um, I'm still intrigued as to potentially what they're going to do with him, like whether there's going to be a faction around him, because we said, like, what, now three, four weeks ago? And he said something about the eye watching, and I'm like, is this going to be a thing or what? Like, they haven't mentioned anything since, but I feel like there's something they can build on. Yeah, I feel I feel like even if it's not like a faction, maybe he's got like a tag partner that he's gonna, he's going to introduce because the fact that he's going after like as it, and it's his first real feud as well. It seems that he's going after like Smith and Carter. Yeah, would indicate to me that maybe he's got a tag partner, or maybe he's just maybe they're just the people he wants to pick a fight with. I feel like we're going to get Tayman against Carter next. And then it's yeah. going to lead into a tag match. And that's going to be either like either a debut from someone that tags with Tayaman or someone existing on the you, roster already. Could be Rohan Raja. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone who maybe we didn't expect to see kind of align themselves with him. But it's intriguing, and, and Tearman's always a really interesting character to watch in the ring. He's, he's a bit different, like... I say he's a bit different from everyone else. Like he, the only person that I could probably compare him to is like Ilya Dragunov, like a little bit kind of like unhinged at times, a little bit kind of deranged, but like hyper aggressive at times. Um, and also very kind of calculated stuff like that. Um, he reminds me a bit of Finley in the sense that Finley used to like use his environment to like gain an advantage and he does the similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, did that a few times. Like, there was a couple of instances where he used kind of like the the uh, the turnbuckle and the outside. I think like he kind of smashed his arm off off the outside of that, and the bit where he was kind of caught up on the ropes and tying him around there and stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, after the match, Tayman locks in a submission again, um, and Carter comes down to break things up. Which, as we kind of alluded to, I, I imagine there's going to be a singles match between. Him and Carter, and then yeah. uh, some sort of tag. Yeah, the, uh, the Afro Swiss badass Oliver Carter because he was dressed I like biker taker. <laughs> dressed full biker taker. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. Bandana and all. Big fan. Straight away, I was just like, "How the fuck's like biker taker?" <laughs> um. Then we go to Ilya Dragunov backstage. He's asking about his match against Noam Dar. Um, basically sort of refers back to their interview from the week before uh, on the Supernova session. Says that, you know, he, he tried to call him out. He tried to bait him in and he tried to kind of dredge up his past and say that I'm this and this and that. But basically said he's going to fuck him up. Just so when we meet, it's going to be violence. And yeah. I, I said last week and, and, and you agreed and, it's just going to be fucking stiff as hell. Like, Noam Dar's... I, I didn't think it before, but his last couple of matches I've watched, I'm just like, oh That match I would Tyler Bate a few weeks ago was really yeah, stiff. I was like, there's a lot of mustard behind his kicks and punches. Like, mm. he really means a lot of those. So him and Dragunov is going to be a, a heavy, heavy-hitting affair. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Uh, after this, we get Jack Starr's... Um, sort of being interviewed or about to be interviewed or halfway through it. Wasn't he on the phone, Sir Piper? Or was he on the phone? Yeah. Um, And then (laughs) your boys, pretty deadly rock up. I put in my notes, what the fuck are they wearing? I said, it looks like Lederhosen from like fucking Oktoberfest. You thought they looked like... 80s cops. (laughs) 80s cops all the way. They They had like gun holsters on. And like over their arms, they had like long sleeve like t shirts, but they're uh, high waisted jeans. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. They're just the best. I mean, I mean, it's a look. I give them that. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I marked out so much. I, like, was, this I was just really happy to see them on my screens. <laughs> yeah, because we've not really seen much of them. We've seen them like doing the vignettes and that, but we've not like actually yeah. seen them. I almost tweeted, tweeted the other week and was just like, boys, why aren't you on my screens? Have a word. But my <laughs> friends are answered already. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, Jack Sars just says, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm ad-libbing. You come about if your silly voice is taking the piss out of people, I'll smash both of you up. And they're like, well, find a friend and then you can do. So you keep doing the friending off the in between as well, don't friend, friend, oh, friend. wrestling friend. I am gonna make a bold prediction here. 
stars tag partner is going to be Piper. No. Because he did the thing, didn't he, where they had Piper hit um, Joseph Connors with a Piper driver. And then stars got the pin. Mm, so I think, yeah. and Nigel was outraged by the idea of it. So I think the building to like stars versus Piper or stars and Piper versus Pre Deadly. Sorry. Maybe. I was just going to say Levi Muir because Levi Muir would be the other other logical choice. But the yeah. fact that they're doing the storyline with Stars and Piper and kind of, kind of distance Levi away from makes me think that that's what they're going to going to do. Yeah, no, I'm, I see where you're going with that. Fair enough. Well, I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure in in two weeks' time because that's what they love to do on NXT UK. Not next week, but two weeks' time. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But as always. Always, always good to see Pretty Deadly back on our screens. Yes, um, boy. After this, we get <clears throat> Andy Wilde and freshly waxed Kenny Williams. I'm going to say from the off, I'm not a fan of clean-shaven Ken- Kenny Williams in pants. No. He, he looked he looked like um, looked like Charlie's dad from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the remake. The <laughs> and that's all I could see. I wouldn't know because I couldn't bring myself to watch the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. All right, I'm going to get a picture and just show you now. Listeners, oh. Google it. Please uh, do. Because he actually looks like the spit of the guy. I was like, oh, no, I can't <laughs> not see that now. <laughs> I like, and this is, I, I'd say this in the nicest way possible. I mean, absolutely no offense when I say this. But for me, he's changed his ring gear. He's had a shave, he's got the, the boots on, he's got rid of the high tops, he's just in the ring pants. He looks like... He felt very watered down. He, he looks like every other, and I said this with, with bunny ears, quotations, enhancement talent. I couldn't yeah. pull him out from a crowd now with anyone else that wasn't positioned to be something more than an enhancement talent. Like he just, he, for me, that look, he just looks really generic now. There's nothing that stands out about him. I absolutely agree. Um, it's disappointing. Like even even just his footwear and his ring gear. Like I could get around him having a shave, but you've like the ring gear. They've got rid of the the long the long pants. They've got rid of the high tops. It's just oh, I'm not it, a fan. I'm not a fan. It, it's it's a bit like when the Miz went from wearing like his like cargo shorts to wearing gear. And it was a bit yeah. weird at first, but the dif- the difference is, I think Kenny Williams genuinely, genuinely like his his look was pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, there was no it, need to change it. He is, Charlie. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Just looks like Charlie's dad from the Charlie and the Chocolate remake." Charlie and Chocolate remake. Yeah. I was like, I, I couldn't get past that after that. It kind of ruined the match for me a bit. Uh, Andy Wilder looked really good. Um, he did, yeah. Big old there's, hoss. I'm, I'm going to say, big hoss, big hoss. I'm going I'm to say this. There's a lot of Scotsmen in NXT UK. We've said this before, yeah. and I will say it again. But that's what happens, I guess, when you now own ICW. So, half a lot of Scots, which is fine. Well, they've got a shit ton of uh, Germans as well, though. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, saying that, Andy Wilde, absolute beast, big old hoss. Yeah, big fan of him. 
Um, yeah, so to the match, um, Williams tries to kind of show off a little bit uh, in in the beginning. Um, Wild then just shows that he's a hell of a lot more powerful. Absolutely launches him with a massive deal. Uh, Williams then rakes the eyes uh, in the corner as the ref's back's turn while he's kind of positioned on the top turnbuckle. He then goes to work on Wild's leg, uses the rope to his advantage on several occasions. Uh, Williams then tries to lock in a, a leg submission, but Wild's like, uh-uh, no way, no sir, not having it. Uh, he then goes for a uh, leg drop, but misses. Uh, allows Wild to fight out of that with a couple of big strikes and a belly-to-belly. That gets him a two-count. Um, and then into the end of the match, Wild goes for a German suplex. Williams manages to break out, uh, hits a mule kick and then a shoulder charge to the knee. And then he plants Wild with his finisher to pick up the win. I don't know what his finisher's called, but it's pretty much exactly the same as LA Knight's finisher. Like a sort of a very verification. Not verification. Isn't his, uh, isn't his like blow it down? Plant. Say again. Isn't his lower down? Mm. So LA Knight, LA Knight does it on like on his shoulder, whereas Kenny does it from like a headlock position. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, Which is basically, that's basically the rose plants, but yeah. Bailey like wraps the, the arm around her leg when she does for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I, I, I mean, when Kenny does that, it looks good, even to the degree where he did it and Wild like sort of sat up selling it. And he just like sort of pie faced him down to the mat. Yeah. And like yeah. looked at him in absolute like disdain. And he was like shouting at him as he was like, the ref was counting the pin. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't, it, as I say, like I feel we'll probably get used to the look, but it didn't well, really. But it does nothing for me at the moment. Yeah, as I say, really it felt like it kind of diluted Kenny. It really um, have. Really, really have. And uh, like the whole scumbag character that he was doing, he, I felt like he felt more like one when he was when he had like the old look. Like I don't, I don't get like especially because like the last two weeks we spoke about oh where's Kenny Williams like why aren't he doing something to capitalize on that and then he come out and he was like literally like mislight, <laughs> like an advert for the new fucking Gillette Mac Three razor. <laughs> yeah, and I'm doing the video of him shaving his beard off. It's like oh yeah. now he's got a different attitude. It's like no, he hasn't. He's he was a piece of shit before that. Do you know some commentary they were they were quite keen to get across? That's a new Kenny Williams. That's a new attitude. That's a new yeah. And I I guess to a degree they're trying to like they're they're trying to sort of distance him from the Amir feud, but at the same time, like I, I hate the way WWE have this kind of thing where they they try and change someone up and they have them get a haircut or shave, and it's like yeah. It's like they're still. I mean, fair enough. Like with Kenny, they've, they've changed his gear as well, but it almost feels a bit like forced that they're trying to go. Oh, look! It's the all new, all different. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That, that's just that's just me, though. Like, no, no, I, I, I agree, and it it does seem to be a a trait of of WWE. Um, yeah. across any of their, their brands, whether it's US or UK side, but it's, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It it will grow on us, I'm sure. And yeah. I'm sure in a year's time, we'll be like, we won't even be batting an eyelid to it. But when they've kind of established someone in that kind of character, that kind of look, and to switch it up so I think as well, so I mean, soon after. 
Yeah, I think as well, like the other the other thing is if they were gonna like completely repackage Kenny, why one they didn't change his music, which is weird. And yeah. If they're trying to completely new Kenny Williams changes music changes music as well, because his music's kind of like it's very it's very like it can work either way for a face or a heel. Yeah. But, like at least change that at least like go all the way and all the other thing if they if they were planning on repackaging him why would they have him do like such a high profile storyline like literally he's just he's just like banished his partner from NXT UK yeah yeah so then we're going oh and now it's the new Kenny Williams like well no (laughs) (laughs) no not so much (laughs) like when they added Pucci to Itchy and Scratchy (laughs) <laughs> great comparison <laughs> yeah yeah I agree I agree and now a word from our sponsors do you like beer of course you do do you like wrestling you wouldn't be here if you didn't check out topropebrewing.com our very own Big Tasties brewery they do a great deal of wrestling themed beers including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also they also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toprobrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. Uh, we then get yeah. a Kaylee Ray package. Well, Kaylee Ray and Mako Satsumura, uh basically a, a hype package for their match for the uh, NXT UK Women's Championship. And then similarly, we get a Joey Coffee and Rampage Brown video package for their match in whenever. I can't remember if they put a date on it. Probably two I, weeks. Yeah, it is two weeks. Um, it is two weeks. I think I think Coffee Rampage is next week, but Mako and Kaylee Race definitely two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like these video packages. I just feel as if the current way they're doing stuff with NXT UK feels as if they've got all the matches that should have been on TakeOver before yeah. it got cancelled. Yeah. And now they're going, oh, we'll just put them on telly, it'll be fine. Put them on TV. Like, um, I'd rather them just do a TakeOver behind closed doors. Yeah. It's, than just put it on another episode of NXT UK. It, it's like, it's a weird comparison, isn't it? So like, main roster compared to NXT, NXT UK and AEW to a degree. Uh, the very, like main, ro- main roster is very like wait for the pay-per-view sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they're always building towards the pay-per-view, which is fine. That's that's a tried and tested formula, whereas the other three are kind of like, why wait for the pay-per-view when we can just do the match? But I think it gets, it gets like the, the downside to that is it gets us in the territory then of the match not feel, match is not feeling as special because they haven't been saved for that big occasion. Yeah, yeah. They've devote they've devoted an episode of the TV to like center around that match, and that makes it special in its own right. Mm. 
but we haven't got the big match feel of like a pay-per-view match. Yeah. And that that's the that's why I think I'm kind of like, why aren't we just doing a takeover? Like just do one of BT exactly. Sports Studios. You can just blow off all the feuds and then you can kind of start afresh. Because it feels like them doing this thing with Kenny's like another good not to go back to it again, but it's another good example. It feels like something they would have done normally mm-hmm. after a takeover. Yeah. 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 Like absolutely 100%. He, and him and Amir and like ending the TV show was co- was awesome because I feel like it, it added a lot more drama to the moments. Yeah, puts that puts that exclamation point on it. Because it would, let's face it, it wouldn't have closed the show. It would have probably been like the third or fourth match down the card. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it's still it there's still like stuff to do, and where it's like stuff you'd see after a takeover. And it's like okay, well, yeah. Just when, take like, over. Just yeah, just <laughs> do a takeover. Do so <laughs> take over. It'll be on a Saturday night. Me and you can do a fucking watch along instead of gaming night and get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> ah, soon, hopefully. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I um I added Levi Mule the other day as soon as WWE announced about uh going back to live performances and I was like I mean that's in the US, I was like, UK soon he was like don't worry my man it will be soon and then you can come and see me it's like yes yes friend of the podcast levi muir we'll definitely see you. Muir. yeah big swole levi muir <laughs> yeah absolutely moving on back to nhc uk um well not that we weren't talking about it before but back to this yeah, back to the show back to the show uh we go into our main event of the evening Sexy, sexy, sexy dad Trent Seven against the Thunderstorm, Mohawk Mayhem, Jack from Tekken, Sam Gradwell. (laughs) He's definitely Jack from Tekken. uh, No, he's definitely like a baddie from a kid's TV show called Muck. (laughs) Like, like he's like, he's like the school bully, isn't he? The one who, the one who's like, the one who's like missed a few years of school. So he's been held back a few years in school. So he's like pushing eight, like pushing eighteen, but he's in like fucking year ten, <laughs> like Van Wilder. <laughs> yeah, he's in he's in the fucking in the classes of all the fourteen year olds, and he's eighteen, just like fuming. He's there. It's like uh, Sam, what's up? Don't call me Sam. Call me Mock. Call me Mock. <laughs> <laughs> So into the match, we get uh, an exchange of holds um, between both men from the off. Um, both of them managed to kind of escape and, and, and gaining a little bit of advantage off the ropes. Uh, they managed to drop each other down. Gradwell hits uh, Trent with a shoulder charge and then Trent manages to down Gradwell with a crossbody. Trent then goes for a clothesline, but Gradwell uh, manages to block that, hits an STO, and that's when he gains control. Um, and stays in control for, for a little while. Um, Cornish commentary, he brings not just the mustard, but the, the ketchup and, and the mayonnaise and all of the sauces and all of the condiments. Um, and hits several forearms and then a butterfly suplex. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Gradrell hits a few massive forearms to the back of Seven, uh, who sells the shit out of it. Like he's just been clubbed with a fucking hammer. Um, 
Seven then tries to break out of a headlock attempt. Gradwell has it stuck in real deep. Eventually manages to get back to his feet. Gradwell then uh, hits a huge chop and follows up. Um, sorry, Trent manages to get back to his feet, downs Gradwell with a huge chop uh, and then follows up with a DDT for a two count. Uh, he then hits an Emerald Frozen for a two count. Um, he closes those Gradwell to the outside of the ring, follows up with uh, a dive through the ropes. Trent's knee then looks to have landed a bit awkwardly and commentary are unsure whether Gradwell has managed to pick up on that and see it. Um, Trent continues his offense, goes for a big move. Um, I can't remember what it was that he went for, but he misses it. Um, Gradwell then sees the injured knee and then locks in a single leg crab. Seven manages to reverse that, locks in uh, one of his own. Um, Gradwell manages to break free of that, kicks him off to the outside of the ring and follows up with a huge diving forearm off the apron. Uh, then on the rope, both men jockey for position. Gradwell looks like he wants to launch Trent out of the ring, um, but Trent manages to kind of duck out of that, uh, drops back down, hits a forearm, climbs up and meets him on the top turnbuckle and then hits a superplex. Gradwell then drops Trent with a massive forearm, kicks out a two. Gradwell follows up, hits with... Um, I can't remember what movie it was. I don't know what it was. I'm sure we've seen it before, but he gets a two off it. I can't remember what it was. It's going it's gonna to... Oh, was it the Michinoku driver? Was it a Michinoku driver? No, uh, it was a cradle shot. The, off, the, off the shoulders, Michinoku driver. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to call it Michinoku driver. I was like, yeah, but the setup's not the same as it usually is, but I didn't know what that was, what it was called. Um, yeah, a little dirty cradle shot. Dirty cradle shot. So he gets a two off the cradle shock. Um, Gradwell then goes up high, goes through, uh, goes to hit a headbutt off the top. Uh, Trainer manages to get the boots up. He then stands up and says, good night, Sam, and hits the seven-star lariat. And I thought that was it. I thought that yeah. was the end of the match. And it kicks out of it. Trent it's Seven cool. made Sam Gradwell look like a fucking megastar in this match. This was ludicrous, wasn't it? That's, really, not, that's, really not like, that's not a slight at Sam Gradwell either. Like, Sam Gradwell... He doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is. He's a really good wrestler. Sam Gradwell is yeah. superb. Some of the matches he's had to kind of like build up other people like Ilya, even to like re like reintroduce Tyler Bates and people like that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Nathan Fraser. Like he's he, he is a really good wrestler. He's just like but he's like kind of the mid card, like mid level boss, isn't he? Yeah. Mid level boss. <laughs> but yeah, Trent Trent made him look like he was a fucking mate, like top of the car main event guy yeah. in this match. He really, really, really did. Um, yeah, outstanding. I thought off the back of that seven-star lariat, that was it. Um, but it wasn't, he got a two count. Both men then hit a couple of more chops and forearms before Trent digs deep, deep into his arsenal and hits him with the Birminghammer for the win. What a match. It was fucking oh, awesome. It was awesome. So good. Oh, good. Like you so said, very he's, good. He's... He's made Gradwell look like a fucking uh, a mega star there. Like, not just kicking out the seven-star Larry, but, like, throughout the match, like, just yeah, so... Gradwell took him to his limit. Yeah. Like, and as I say, like, Gradwell, like, recently has done a really good job of sort of making other guys look look good. Yeah. Like, this feud with Ilya, if, um, he had that match with Tyler Bate, match with Nathan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had the other match. He beat he beat Master, didn't he as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
the effort for him to kind of go like take Trent to the limit and Trent's even though Trent's like the founding father of like NXT UK he, he's 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 like the guy who should have been well like the UK champion by now absolutely yeah he's, he's like the glaring omission for me of like like because Trent as well said he was one of the pillars of NXT UK mm. that's like that's a all Japan reference obviously the four pillars of all Japan and oh, okay and even down to like him using the bam and can hammer, which was Kenta Gabashi's finishing move. Um, oh, no way. But like, it was like his nuclear option. He, he only ever hit it like four times, I think, or something like that. Wow. And because he did it a lot nastier than the way Trent does it. Trent, <laughs> Trent looks safe as fucking houses. Like Kabashi dropped them on top of the head. Um, <laughs> different time, mate. Different time. Yeah. 90s Japan. It was like, oh God. <laughs> like, Lawless. Didn't know that much. Didn't know that much about fucking concussions and all that. Just, <laughs> just drop them on top of the head and hope they don't die. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like he, he referred to himself as a pillar of NXT UK, and I I like I really like that comparison anyway because obviously the four pillars and it's a really cool yeah. sort of like comparison. But also it's like it just just have Trent beat Vol- Volta. Come on, do Come it. On. Come Dude, on, let's play, play stop messing about. Either put him on main roster and have him like have him go and do awesome things on main roster, or have him fucking be the top guy of that division because he's the yeah. best storyteller. He's the best seller. In my, like, he's literally one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, yeah. and it, this has come more from the last six months of us covering NXT UK. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Or last last eight months, even of us covering NXT UK. And this like run that Trent Seven's been on and telling these awesome stories. Yeah. That he's become one of my favourites than it was before, like that. And that's not to say he didn't do it. It's just to say because I've seen more of him, I'm like, yeah, Trent's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. obscenely good. He he's someone they need to like like Biggie had the line about uh, Shinsuke Nakamura on commentary saying um when it's all said and done, people are gonna um be really upset he didn't appreciate him more when he yeah. was still active yeah yeah yeah. and Trent's in his 40s yeah. like he's not got that long left not to that long wrestle long. at the level he's wrestling yeah exactly like he, he doesn't he doesn't wrestle like he doesn't wrestle like a safe style like he's not he's not wrestling like calmly if we say like he wrestles safe enough but then he's got the sort of like He's got the Japanese influence to his work as well, where it's yeah. like combine that with the British style, and he he, he wrestles yeah. safe, but he wrestles stiff, safe and, and stiff. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like you you know he leaves it all in in the ring. That's like it. look look at look at Gradwell's chest from this match. Oh mate, that big like, fucking palm on the side. Yeah, yeah, he had he had like a handprint from Trent chopping him. There was yeah. a bit where Trent like backhanded him across the throat, and it looked nasty as hell. But at the same time, it was just like, yeah, like Trent. Trent's getting to the point where he won't be able to wrestle at that level that much yeah. longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make the most of Trent Seven while you've got him wrestling at that level because do something with him now because some like some of the guys on main roster and like obviously the the one that springs to mind is Roman. Like the stuff that Trent could do with Roman would be incredible because of oh, the both. Yeah such good wow. storytellers yeah, yeah on on the other side of things guys like Keith Lee and Drew and yeah Damian Priest 
even in, even look at NXT and there's guys there like Bronson Reed and guys yeah. like um, Santos Escobar that Trent could have absolute amazing matches with Daniel Bryan against Trent Daniel Bryan can you imagine Cesaro can you Cesaro fucking yeah. hell this Rollins got, like the list goes on Cesaro and Trent Seven match somewhere from from some time from like 2005 before both yeah. were signed oh when man Trent, when Trent didn't have a beard or anything <laughs> and Cesaro had hair <laughs> uh, the, the takeaway from this is Trent Seven is absolute money. Do something with him ASAP. When Do they signed him, though, when you think when they when they actually signed them, it was what 2017. Yeah, three years ago, mm. four years ago. Sorry, um, oh, yeah. and when you think how stagnant that roster main roster was at the time. Mm-hmm. Especially oh, going into 2018, fucking lit it up. You've got Trent Seven there who could have walked into that main event, like not yeah. the main event necessarily, but the main roster, and done wonders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy! It's absolutely crazy. Fucking mad. Oh, but, yeah. Please do something with him. Yes, please, absolutely. please do something with him. Anyway, that was this week's episode of NXC UK, reviewed and wrapped up by yours truly. What were your highs and lows, Jay? Uh, high was seven grad. Well, it was awesome. Of course it, it was. Just like, honourable mention to Chavez, Nathan Fraser. That was a fucking great match. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I think slightly edged it was Trent and um, Gradwell. My low is repackaging Kenny Williams at I literally think they didn't need to do it. Yeah. And um, I might I might look back in six months' time and go, actually that was quite a good idea. But right now I think they they could have they could have changed his character or changed his look a little bit. Yeah. Without having to go that extreme. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I'm one hundred percent in agreement with both of your highs and lows there. Um if Trent Seven's on the card, he's always going to be my high. Not yeah. to be biased, but he's always, like you'd be hard pushed to find anything better on a card on a show that didn't feature Trent Seven if he was on the card. So yeah, yeah agreed. He's agreed. my high. Uh, and yeah, Kenny Williams like kind of repackaging thing. No, not for me. No thanks. No. Um, We'll see. Like you say, six months, a year down the line. We might not even be talking about this, but at the moment we are, and it's shit. So, yeah. <laughs> <getting it in. laughs> anyway, we have been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much, as always, for checking us out. We really, really appreciate it. As we said to you at the top of the show, give us a shout on social media, Facebook, Untitled Rest Pod, uh, sorry, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Let us know what you thought of this episode and any other episode that we have reviewed this week. We'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.